Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Hello and welcome to Room for Improvement. This is the podcast where the editorial team from Your Home and Homestyle magazines put their brilliant interiors minds to work to solve your decor and DIY conundrums. I'm Rebecca Messina, our digital editor, and back with me in the studio today are frequent flyer, homestyle editor, Kirsty Dewig. Hello, Kirsty. Hello again, Rebecca. <laughs> and also returning homestyle features editor, Katrina Burns. Hello, Katrina. Hello, Rebecca. And don't forget, if you have a question you'd like us to answer, send us an email at podcast at yourhomestyle.uk. So we're kicking off this week with a question that we got on Instagram. This is from Heather. She's got a dilemma that I think will resonate with a lot of listeners. She says, my living room is really dark as it only has one small window. Any suggestions for how to brighten up the space? So first of all, I would say paint is the most obvious place to start. And I would look for light reflective paint. So avoid super flat matte paints because they really absorb the light. And what you want to do is bounce the light around your room. Dulux Trade Light and Space is a paint that has got something that Dulux call Lumitech technology. Basically, what that means is that it reflects more light back in the room. So it makes it look brighter and lighter and just that that bit more spacious. That paint palette comes in lots of really lovely kind of warm neutrals. It's got pinks, taupes, every shade, but in quite like a quite a light and neutral version. So when you're painting your room, pick pick a colour, obviously, that works for you. If you want to brighten it up, then you will want to go with a lighter shade. I would suggest that you at least paint your skirtings and any dado rails or picture rails in the same shade as your wall because that will increase the spacious feel. You could also completely colour drench and paint the ceiling as well. If you break up your wall by painting other sh- other different colours, then you're you're going to be bringing that space in and making it look smaller. So, mm. so really, kind of go for one tone that you love and and just kind of yeah, just go for it. The other thing that you can think about is your window dressing. Obviously, you've got one small window, Heather, so you want to make the most of that. So, what you don't want is really massive, heavy drapes that cover half the window. So, look at opening up that window by putting your blind or your curtain rail on the outside of any recess Mm -hmm. so that actually when you draw back the curtains, they're wider than than the window itself. That will avoid blocking any light and it will also, when the curtains are drawn, it will actually, or the blind, it will actually make the window space look bigger. Thinking more about lighting, if you've got overhead lights, which most, most living rooms will, look for lovely, big, wide shades because what you don't want to do is block the overhead light with a really, really small shade. Go for something maybe with a copper lining that will really cast a lovely warm glow and it will bounce the light around the room. So you could also look for a shade that's got got sort of little die cuts or little pieces cut out of it, almost like a lace effect. Because again, 
more light will be scattered around the room and it will diffuse the light and make it really soft and gentle. What you don't want to do in a small room is rely only on one overhead light. So look at all those kind of dark corners or any little recesses in the room and go for some task lighting. Lots of smaller lights. You might want wall-mounted lights. You don't need to rewire. There are lots of lights that have got really nice decorative cords that are designed to actually be fixed to the wall and have the cord hanging down and then plugged in. You can also get loads of LED rechargeable lights that you can literally stick to the wall. You pop the light off, recharge it, and then stick it back on. So those are really handy. Get them on Amazon. They're they're fairly inexpensive. They start at about £30. um, And there's all sorts of different designs of those. The last couple of things I would say is reflective surfaces are your friend. So mirrors, really useful. Move them around the room and look at where, where positioning them bounces the most light around the room. Obviously, when you've got a really big mirror on a wall, it sort of visually doubles the size of the space because you've got Mm. your whole room reflected in it. So it's a really clever trick to make a room feel larger. And would you go one big mirror or a couple of smaller mirrors? If there's room, I would definitely include one really big mirror because if you have a really large mirror, you've got more of the room reflecting back at you. So it kind of doubles that sense of space of your room. But that doesn't mean you have to only have one mirror. So if you've, you know, if you've got room, you could add multiple mirrors. If you really love mirrors, you could create a display with more than one mirror. Um, I have seen that done. It can look mm. really effective. But I would definitely advise going for one big one. And again, it doesn't, you know, the shape of the mirror, you could go for something like a window mirror to give the illusion of a second window in the room. That can be really lovely. If your room is really angled, then I would go for something like a pond mirror or a circular mirror so that you've got some smooth, softer shapes, just breaking up that sort of angled feel Mm -hmm. of the room and really any reflective surfaces that you can bring into the room furniture with glossy finishes or metallic accessories all of those things bounce light about so when you combine all of those together you're really going to maximize how spacious your room feels and how you kind of make the most of the light that you do have yeah so I hope that that's helpful, Heather. <laughs> My living room's quite dark. Um, and just what you said, Kirsty, about you really can't underestimate the power of window treatments. When we first moved in, they had really, you know, heavy, dark coloured curtains and just swapping them out for just a material and airy, lighter material. Mm. We went for kind of like a neutral tan colour. And I think that's really helped to kind of amplify the light. Mm. that is there and then it sounds really obvious but clean your windows because you'll be amazed at the that effect so that true. has <laughs> yeah. yeah just get the most sunshine you can in mm. uh, to the space and then just thinking about the furniture that you have in the space making your room feel bigger will also make it feel lighter so I have you know chairs that can fold away and then I can put them in the cupboard a wee bench that I can put under the table and just staying away from furniture that's too dark. Go for light wood and it'll just kind of help brighten up the room.
Next up, Holly reached out over Facebook with a question I absolutely love about sustainability. She says, I've just bought my first home and I'm keen to put my own stamp on it while remaining as eco-friendly as possible. I don't want to buy loads of cheap throwaway stuff just to fill the space. What are some ways to incorporate sustainability into your interior design? And I have to say, like when we moved into our house, we definitely fell into that trap of buying loads of stuff to fill the space that we have since basically got rid of almost all of it. You know, how do you avoid that kind of panic of thinking, how do I fill all of these rooms? Oh, yeah. It's so easy. I love secondhand selling sites, mm. especially Gumtree and Facebook Marketplace. I'm kind of addicted to like just seeing what's out there. And you normally get like quite good quality stuff at really affordable prices that maybe would be kind of a bit out of reach if you were buying them new. And then you can put your own kind of twist on it by painting it or upcycling it. So, you know, you don't have to keep it how it is. Mm. And a lot of the time you're getting them for bargain prices. So it kind of takes the pressure off. You're not going to be destroying something really expensive so you can kind of have a wee bit of fun with it and then just look out flea markets or little reclamation yards or ask your family members for any hand-me-downs that you might be able to reuse and then I would say just try to use natural materials and the things that you're looking to buy yeah marble wood glass and then they they help to promote well-being as well I was just at actually a homestyle makeover and the Claire, the homeowner, had cork flooring and it looked beautiful. It was really, really nice. And obviously, yeah, it's great to be using natural materials. Yeah. My parents always had cork flooring in the bathrooms and Mm. my mum still does. And it's really lovely because cork flooring actually stays really quite warm. Mm. So like Mm. in the morning, in the winter, tiled floor, freezing if you don't have underfloor heating. Whereas a cork floor, yeah, okay, it's cold, it's not boiling, but it's really not like a tile floor. It's actually quite... And the dirt doesn't show up as easily, which is always good. Less cleaning. And how do you how do you maintain a cork floor? How do you clean it? Well, when you when you put a cork floor in, you need to seal it. Mm -hmm. So then you can just mop it. So you can yeah hoover it as normal and just mop it. So where would you go about buying cork flooring? Brickle Floor has some really good options, and the girl Claire that who was appearing in Homestyle that's where she bought hers, Mm. and it was really beautiful looking. So yeah. Another thing Holly could do is get loads of house plants in. So not only do they look good and add colour and texture, but they purify the air. So that's quite nice. And then if you're looking to paint, you could choose natural lime-based paints and French chic earthborne paints. Lick places like that, they all offer a really nice range of those. So what what you're looking for if you want um, environmentally friendly Paints is low VOCs, which stands for volatile organic compounds. And I did just have to look that up (laughs) uh, because I can never remember. But basically on all paint tins, it will tell you whether it's got low, moderate or high VOCs. Mm. And you do want those low VOCs. I mean, anyway, it's much, much better. And and obviously you want to keep your windows open while you're painting because that you know, that's much safer. Yeah, and another thing you could do, Holly, is pick in homeware that not only looks good, but is efficient too. So thermal curtain lining, for example, will help reduce energy bills and you're being kind to the planet too. So it's just kind of thinking about things a bit more and what will work for you, but also kind of being nice to the earth. Hopefully that helps, Holly. Our next question comes from Ellie. And to be honest, this is one of those things I've always wondered as well, but I've been too lazy to look up. She asks, what's the difference between porcelain and ceramic tiles and does it matter where you use them? So the major difference is how they're made. Both tiles are made from clay that's fired in a kiln. 
But porcelain tiles are made from more refined clay and they're fired at a higher temperature. So what that means is that they're more dense and more durable than ceramic tiles. But that doesn't mean that ceramic tiles aren't actually durable. They Mm. are, of course. So it means that porcelain tiles are a bit more expensive than ceramics and they are generally thought to be of higher quality. The advantage of ceramics is that they're cheaper, number one, and there are generally more options because the dye is added to the ceramic tile when they're created. They're just so versatile. So if you're looking for, you know, whatever pattern colour you're looking for, you're going to find it in a ceramic tile. Both of them are really water resistant and as long as they're installed properly with like really well-sealed grout. They're both going to be highly stain resistant as well. A gloss finish in either is always going to be more stain resistant than a matte finish. Another consideration if you're thinking about porcelain tiles is they can also be more expensive to install because they're heavier and they're tougher, so they're more difficult to work with. So essentially it's more difficult to cut them Mm. um, and handle them. And the other thing is because porcelain tiles are heavier, you do need to think where you're going to stick them. So you need to consider what your walls like, basically, or or your floors, and can they take that weight? I think my advice, if you have a choice, and price isn't a massive issue, would be to go for ceramic tiles on the wall and porcelain tiles on the floor, because then you've got your durable tiles on, you know, high traffic area that's going to be, that's going to be, have people walking all over it, whereas the walls, you, you just don't need to have the porcelain. Another top tip is Do not lay tiles on a suspended floor. I've done this and they crack. So basically, if you've got floorboards and you want to tile the area, you need to put like a specialist underlay. Mm -hmm. Don't, Don't just tile on top. And it needs to be a specialist underlay that's designed to really absorb movement because Mm -hmm. otherwise you'll lay your tiles and it will look beautiful and then quite quickly they'll start to crack and and then you'll cry we love to hear (laughs) the voice of experience (laughs) yeah so and uh, i mean i guess last tip is you know when you're looking at floor tiles obviously tiles will always tell you if they're suitable for walls and floors or you know just walls Mm. don't be tempted to use wall tiles on the floor because they might be a bit cheaper, but they are slippery. Mm-hmm. So, so what you want to look for is the slip rating. So they're rated between R9, which just means resistance, and R11. Basically, an, an R11 is really, really slip resistant. So that's what I went for in my kitchen. And they're very, very matte. Mm. Um, they're, they're almost rough, but I just didn't want to be spilling water and then skidding around on the kitchen floor so look out for the slip resistance rating and then obviously you can choose whatever's appropriate for the area that you're planning to tile i hope that's helpful ellie so finally we've got an email from christine who has a vision for a bedroom decor but isn't sure how to get there she says i'd love to get a hotel look for my bedroom but don't really know where to start can you give me some pointers katrina can you give us some pointers <laughs> well i think the first thing most of us kind of think about when you know when you think about hotels is the bed there's just something about hotel beds that feels so luxurious so if you're looking to splash out on a new bed you could go something that has real wow factor, like a four-poster. And they, they don't actually have to be so expensive. Donnell, mm. Wayfair, Furniture, One, Two, Three, and Happy Beds have really affordable designs. Um, but you could just upgrade your headboard to something really sumptuous that can make a real impact. You know, like velvet or silk would be lovely. You can even upholster a headboard 
board yourself for a whole new look. Mm. Just kind of try to make the bed the focal point of the room. And then, of course, think about the bed and just choose a material that feels really soft and luxurious. Linen's beautiful. It's very expensive. But even, you know, just cotton bedding. Just pay attention to the material. Mm. It just makes a difference when you're getting in at night. But even just little touches just make you feel really pampered. So things like a little lavender sleep spray and spritz that on your pillows before you hit the hay. It's quite nice. And a lot of people swear by silk pillowcases. And then in duvet, I love a duck down duvet. Mm -hmm. Just that kind of crunchy, crisp feel. Yeah, it's that like real like squidge factor when you get in. Yeah, Yeah. a bit of a rustle. And even things like making your bed, if you could be bothered just to put a bit of effort into making it. Mm -hmm. So some people have, if you have the time, you could iron the bed sheets. I don't iron anything, so. I have a friend who does, and I have to say it does feel phenomenal. I'm when I sure, it yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never tried I've it, never, but. No, I don't iron the bed sheets, but I do, I do stand my pillows on end, mm. like up against, I don't have a headboard because I'm in a loft room, but I stand them up on end against the wall and I stack them and then I stack a little cushion in front. And I do make my bed every morning because then when I come back, uh, you know, in the evening, yeah. it just feels lovely. I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. yeah. It just makes your nighttime routine that bit nicer, yeah. doesn't it? And just layering, loads of layering, Yeah, lots of throws mm. and blankets. It's yeah, it just feels more luxurious, doesn't it? Medina Grillo actually has a really good reel on her Instagram about making beds. She mm-hmm. goes all out, but it's really good if you and you don't have to do the whole thing, but just even like a little step. But she, yes, yeah, very good to check it out. She's at Grillo Designs, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At she's, Grillo she's Designs. She's fab, and she's a renter. So if you if you are a renter or you're looking for sort of, uh, you know tips that that are reversible check out Medina yeah, because she's, she's brilliant lot. and she's just so stylish I've also so I've heard a tip also I've never tried it but buy bedding that's bigger than the size of your mattress mm. kind of just to give that opulent feel don't know might yeah. try well, it well I, I do so I have a king size duvet but only a double bed and my kids have single beds but double duvets mm. oh yeah and it's does it nice. make a difference? Well, yeah, because it sort of drapes down the side and it just it, so it almost yeah. weighs you down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's more, lovely. Yeah. yeah, lovely. And other things you can think about lighting, kind of think about the kind of atmosphere you want to create and just have a few lighting sources so you can have different moods throughout the day. So low level lighting on the bedside table and you could have a central overhead pendant, even wee bulbs around your mirror if you're getting ready to go out, do your makeup. And you could also think about curtains. So, you know, going to hotels all about relaxation. So you'll want to create that presumably in your own space. So make sure you can get the nice lie in at the weekend with blackout curtains. Yeah, and make them really long. That'd be, yeah. that'd be my tip. Really long and pooling on the floor mm. because lots of hotels do that. And as soon as you have curtains that are longer than than the actual drop of the window, it says luxury. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't buy bespoke curtains I'll just buy two or three or four curtains and and stack them on the rail Mm. and generally they come really long and then you hem them yourself so you can really choose how long you want to have them yeah you could also layer them with lighter sheer drapes yeah so maybe if you maybe if you want to take a wee afternoon nap 
you're not in complete darkness and kind of you can choose how much light and sound you let in there. Mm. Yeah, because those those double rails are actually really affordable as long as you've got a straight window. Like Ikea do them, Dunelm, they're not expensive. I've got one in my bedroom and I've got like a cotton, just a white cotton sheet that I put across in the summer if I'm getting dressed, but I don't want it to be dark. And then in the winter, it sort of feels more cosy because you've got that double layer. If you've got a bay, then having a double curtain rail is really uh, much more tricky and far more expensive. So, you know, less, less of an option. But yeah, with a general sort of flat window, mm. it's a lovely, it's yeah. a really lovely option. Yeah, it works. Another thing you could think about is what's on your bedside table. So only have things that you love, will use and that kind of promote self-care. So maybe like a nice hand cream or the book you're currently reading, uh, a nice, just nice glass where you can keep water and a coaster or a nice smelling candle. So you just want to free up space on your bedside table. Mm, I think the bedside table coaster really shows a level of self-respect. It does. <laughs> Pamper yourself like you're in a hotel. Yeah, so on the topic of candles, smell is so important. So if you think about when you walk into a hotel bedroom, you want it to smell gorgeous, don't you? So you can have a scented candle, but you might not obviously always want to be burning a candle. So think about room diffusers. Look for natural essential oils rather than synthetic ones because they are much better for you. But soothing smells are sort of things like lavender. Cedar is really gorgeous. Lang Lang. But obviously it really depends what you like you know what's what what sense you find you find enjoyable but that that's a lovely way of just creating like a full kind of a sensory experience really yeah we've got the um electric diffuser from habitat and it's only i think 10 or 15 quid and it looks really lovely it's sort of like it's i think it's probably plastic but it's kind of like a porcelain effect and it, you can press a button and it lights up at the same time like it's just really sets the mood but you can get them anywhere now can't you really like dunelm do a really cheap electric diffuser as well and I think they really make a difference, especially if they light up. <laughs> yeah, they do. And actually something else I'm just sort of thinking about is texture. So we sort of talked about layering things up, but it's, but it's really nice if you, you know, with your pillows and your cushions, if you opt for lots of different textures. So in one of our previous episodes, we talked about mixing and matching patterns. And that's another thing you can obviously do. But you can also mix and match textures. So look for things like a silk, velvet, a cotton, something woven, and just uh, you know, they could all be of the same colour if you like, but just layer them all up and then it just feels so much more luxurious. So thank you so much, Kirsty and Katrina. Um, this has actually been the final episode of this series of Room for Improvement. We have so enjoyed answering your questions and we hope to be back again soon. In the meantime, check out the show notes for links to all the products we've mentioned today. You can find that at yourhomestyle.uk. And if you do have a question you'd like us to answer in a future episode, do still send it to us. The address is podcast at yourhomestyle.uk. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.